0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. And I am your host. And let me tell you how upset I am. Yesterday, I gave one of my best lectures. On technology And let me tell you what happened Player Fix my mic sorry about that Let me tell you what happened You know what happened The entire podcast was deleted You know what was left The introduction and the outro And I published it And if I had more time Believe me I would have been in the description Typing up How upset I was that that happens. You see, it's very simple. On, on Anchor, the podcast is first released, right? This is before it um it goes on Spotify and iTunes, right? So they have segments that go up to 54 minutes. By the time it gets to 55 minutes, it starts a countdown. And it will just abruptly cut off then when you try to retrieve it there's a glitch that happens the program will ask the the end user if you want to grant the permission to use I guess storage space so it can save the file and when you authorize it or unauthorize it it shuts the program down and restarts it so you know what happens to the podcast Bye-bye. See you later, alligator. That's what happened to me. So I gave a full explanation, full lecture. We were talking about technology. And I was so emotionally drained because I lost it. I was so tight. Mm. So what are we going to talk about today? Before I revisit yesterday's lecture, we, fixed my mic one last time, we are going to talk about the plans that I have, which is part of yesterday's lecture, but of course I was going to elaborate further on my decisions, okay? So, This is the premise here. I'm in the process of getting some World's Guinness Book of Records verified. Because not only have I broken several records in music, but I've established several records. And the premise is simple. I released and recorded over 2,000 records for the year of 2022. So what's going to happen is that I'm going to go through a process of eight to nine months. And I want you guys to remember this figure because it's so important. I have my whole year planned. I cannot wait these eight, nine months for them to verify everything that they're going to. I don't mind waiting until the end of the year, but for business, I'm going to have to change my strategy to produce income while this happens. Because as soon as they verify and they grab me my plaques and the records, now I'm at the negotiating table asking for a ridiculous amount of money. So there is a way to expedite it. Obviously, it costs, you know, 20 times what it costs to verify, right, a regular record. But there are so many that they are going to charge these fees for every single record. So I have to pick the best one so that when the big money comes in, then I can pursue every other record. So, in my wonderful mind and in my beautiful way of thinking, I'm already a million steps ahead of getting the records verified. And it's funny because I'm gonna actually teach a business class in about an hour and a half. So we're gonna be talking about so much things dealing with technology. And it's like these are my new business partners. So I can't hold anything back in a sense. I would feel bad if I did. But then I don't want to overload them. And then they they think that they're ready for the challenge. And I'm like, all right, you guys are going to get burned out. But that's cool because that's what you want, right? So <clears throat> throughout the, the witness process, right, they need, or let's say World's Guinness Book of Records, they require verification and it's like a two-step process so for every record you need minimum two witnesses right so let's explain from the outside in what's happening so i am an artist right i am also a serial entrepreneur so i own an investment firm that is invested into many technologies okay everything stemmed from music started from music will forever be financed through my music career. So I have my own record label, my own management company, and everything that has to do with music, right? I'm fully independent, not financed by anyone. So if I invest a million dollars, it's my own million dollars in my music, for example, right? So I have a DSP that hosts my music. Even though I forward it to Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn and every other social media that I have. There's a main site that hosts my music. Now, there are layers to that because now my new catalog will be on iTunes, Spotify, etc. So this is the era prior to that. Okay. Now... My DSP, which is BandLab, you can find me on www.bandlab.com forward slash VenomR1. You can also purchase my NFTs at OpenSea.io forward slash EarthDreams or OpenSea.io forward slash VR1 or now OpenSea.io forward slash Venom. Underscore R1. Every collection has its own URL. Every URL is going to lead you to my online store. You can purchase parts of my catalog, parts of my songs directly from myself on OpenSea.io. So shout out to OpenSea. So on BandLab, I've already been in communication with their support staff. You see, this all stemmed from me waiting for the year-in-review figures from BandLab. As a matter of fact, I decided to record an album tonight, which I am. I have a studio session later tonight. So, because of things that happened, which I will discuss in the following podcast... I couldn't get the figures uh, from BandLab. They've been delayed. I'm assuming maybe another two months, but that's okay. So I went myself into the catalog. I used the optimal potency of the program to divide my catalog into slots that carry up to 50 masters or 50 records. When I processed all the records from December 31st to January 1st of 2022, we built a range between 2348 records or as high as 25 or 2600 records released just for 2022 there were 353 albums released and these are releases so this is between albums eps lps mixtapes singles compilations and greatest hits okay so the first thing i realize is okay we may have a world record on our hands start to do some research, and lo and behold, yes, we have established quite a few records. Not only have we broken over two dozen records, we've probably established as many as another two dozen records. So this is huge. You see, to establish a record and break a record or challenge a record, That's amazing once-in-a-lifetime type of feat. But to know organically, this was not my goal. It wasn't my goal January 1st, like, okay, I'm going to go establish this record. The reason why I also want to talk about it in the psychology series is because yesterday I was teaching a class, and we were speaking about Tom Brady not knowing when to stop, losing his marriage in the process and everything else. So, I obviously, you know, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. My oldest son's name is Kobe. That's how hard, you know, uh, hardcore of a Kobe Bryant fan I am. Um, Greatest of all time, in my opinion. And I I can argue with the best about it. Kobe was definitely the most disciplined player, the most committed. 100% the most committed. Um, he believed in you give your best, right? When you are committed to something, you give it your all so that when, let's say you retire from playing, you know, the sport of basketball, or for me, let's say music, right? I don't ever want to look back and say, yo, there was something I didn't do. There was something I could have done differently. Etc., etc. Again, due to the circumstances which I'm going to explain and explore in the following lecture, because I want to get today's core idea out of the way first, um, I basically ended my underground career, meaning my band lab catalog came to an end, came to a close, me making the mistake to rely on band lab. And me focusing on moving forward. And I'll I'll give you guys all the stipulations of that as well. So this is all geared towards, you know, I have a record label deal on Apple Music directly. So now, I'm looking back at the record. And I'm happy that I did everything I wanted to do. In the way that I wanted to do it, but I did it organically. And for somebody that creates immense NFTs, and it's one of my biggest investment, it says a lot because there is a different signature when something is organic. Okay, there's a completely different uh, nomenclature to it, right? If if you want to put it that way. So, moving forward, I reach out to the support team. On BandLab. BandLab has a huge problem. They have no phone number. Everything is done online. And the problem with that is that you cannot connect with a human being. You cannot connect with somebody directly. So you're limited to how quickly their tech support team can get in contact with you. So... We finally managed to get in communication. They agreed to assist um, World's Guinness with any data that they may need, right? And that's all well said and done. But obviously, there's more to this verification process. So... I realize that World's Guinness is limited in a sense, even though they're very good at what they do, they have such a small team, such a fine line. Like, things have to be this way, and that's how they do it. But the requirements are a huge number of of things, right? So I realize that, as with everything in life, I will have to be... Proactive. Right. I basically would have to um uh what's the correct word? I would have to do my due diligence, right? So that every record that I attempt, regardless of how much money is gonna cost me, because it is gonna cost me money, um, and especially for so many, I could be looking at a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. Um, I have to provide them with as much data points as I can possibly think about, okay? And because it's going to cost so much money, it also presents an opportunity for other things, right? So, long story short, I think about how I can execute this necessity, this need, right? And this is what we're going to talk about today. So, first of all, because of all these records, there are different ways to express what is taking place. For example, the number one thing that they're going to have to do is World's Guinness is going to have to ask the right questions of the data team on BandLab so that they can verify each record. What does that mean? They have to figure out what records were done in 2022. Question number one, when were those records recorded in 2022? Um, That's step two. When were the records released? That's step three. At every interval, a record is being established or broken. So when they do the verification of, okay, how many songs? That's only step one. When were they recorded? That's step two. Because the timing is also important because, obviously, that's another record. Number three. When were the records released? Question number three. Number four, when was the first record established? Was it the 50th song or the 500th song? Was it the first thousandth song, etc.? We'll continue. How many songs were done in one take? All of them were done in one take. Now, if they don't know to ask that question of Band BandLab cannot provide that data point. So BandLab is going to be able to go into their system and say, okay, the instrumental beat or the soundtrack was uploaded at 10.30 that morning. Then at 2 o'clock that day, the second track where the vocals are was recorded. Let's say the song was three minutes and a half. So they're gonna have to show proof that from 12 p.m. to 12.03 and a half p.m. this vocal was recorded using their software, using their app, based on their site, and that data is on this server in whatever part of the world. So now, what happens is world's Guinness can authenticate yes this record instrumental was uploaded this monday of january 2022 at 10:35 in the morning at 12 p.m. a recording session was opened in the program and the vocal was laid and the vocal was laid in one take, at one moment. Then the record was mixed at this interval, whatever time, 5 minutes, 10 minutes later. Then the record was released 20 minutes later. Now, they have to do this 2,500 or 2,600 times. Okay? So, the basic data from Band Lab is like, okay, the record was released. And, yes, he did it in one take. And, yes, it was all him. According to our data points, it was done in one shot, one kill, right? Now, to assist in that process, as an artistic expression, as the visionary entrepreneur that I am, King Kong, King of the Jungle, King Jabba Jabba the Ruler, right, that I am, I think to myself, how can I share this with my artistic community? What could I contribute to the legacy of not only my career, but to the arts? If art is just an expression of who we are, and it's the way that we connect, how can I leave something far greater than breaking these records? Okay? Okay, what can I do? Well, step one is, how can I connect with the arts community? Where are all of my film schools? Where are my drama schools? Where are my art schools? Where are my um, audio engineering um, schools? This is my community. What if I connected with all the audio production and engineering schools that are close to me and have them process all of this data, meaning each song, each release, during this process let's talk about format very quickly when you go to the archives of world's Guinness records they also have slots of 50 i don't know why that number keeps coming up there's 8070 records Meaning, if you divided each $1,000 section, like each 1,000 record section, just like in my catalog, you can load up to one page that has 50 records. So a 100 would be two pages, right? Each page has 50. A 1,000 would be 20 pages. So now 20 pages times 8 is hundred and sixty pages and there may be one or two pages let's say an, an additional ten pages for a margin of error. So during this process and me doing my due diligence I have to go through every single record not only to identify the records that I'm interested in the records that I want to challenge but also build the architecture for the records that I have established so that when I submit these applications to World's Guinness, they'll be able to go in their catalog, and, and and I'll be able to specify on page 5, record, you know, one hundred, I mean, 247 and 248. This is my stipulation. We're challenging this record based on These parameters, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Are you following me? I have to do this for every record, everything that we've established or broken or are challenging. So, why not get from the top schools in the state, in the country, and in the world, why not make this a global thing? But before I do that, why don't I give an opportunity to the smaller schools where the real talent is, where I can raise money, donate my own money to less fortunate alumni, inner city youth programs that could greatly benefit from the arts, and in this case, my arts. If I have every audio production and engineering school and I grant them a portion of my catalog, let's say one school gets 50 records, now the school can build a curriculum. They can build an activity or project in the middle of a semester where they can process, let's say, 100 records, I will give them 100 of my masters so that they could, one, mix, master, and engineer. That activity alone is amazing because these people that are being um, recruited to process this data are going to be part of this world record. They're going to go down in history as we were one of the 45 schools selected to process this 10% of of the catalog. Think about how many sessions there are of education every single day. Let's say the average um, college course is three to four hours. Let's say the school's open for 16-hour days. Let's say five classes are taught every day between makeup classes, right, tutoring programs, and let's say at least four established classes in between those slots, right? Let's say in every classroom you have between... Twenty-five and forty alumni. So now we take these 20 or 25 alumni, uh, or or even the entire 40 of a class, and we multiply it times three classes. That's 120 students per day, per school, that can benefit from mastering and engineering this record being written into the history books as I was one of the witnesses that vetted the data to establish this Guinness World Record on this time and date. Now, when World's Guinness asks for a data point, we have 120 people to verify this. And that's just one catalog one school in the process of a day, for example, okay? Because if they have a 100 records, that means every single student can be the witness of the data points being processed for that particular day. We could do this three times a week. Just to give you an example, I'm not going to say five days. I'm not going to say four days. I'm just giving you an example of how deep the rabbit hole really goes, right? So this is one form of expression for myself as an artist, recording something from the top of my mind on the first try, consistently for the entire calendar year of 2022. Now it becomes a different art form when an art school that focuses on audio and visual engineering is processing just the sound by mastering, mixing, and engineering the finished product. Also, becoming part of this historic event. Now, as a showcase of this amazing feat, a test can be built based on a curriculum of what these students have applied and learned in these applied sciences during this process that can be used as an extracurricular extra credit opportunity that can evolve into a display where the school can showcase what this project consists of what they've done and contributed to it and now a fundraiser can be created to showcase the finished product, the different phases that it went through as it was being processed, as it was being re-released, because ultimately, obviously, they're going to be re-released. The, the mastered, uh, you know, uh, digitally remastered editions for 2023. But now, all of this money that is generated through this gala, through this uh, charity event, through this fundraiser, It doesn't matter if they're selling T-shirts and cookies. All of that money that is generated geared towards the less fortunate, the struggling alumni that may not qualify for a Pell Grant or may not qualify for financial aid or may be in a situation where they're working two or three jobs, all that money is donated right back to the school. as my way of saying thank you. On top of that, I'm going to make a donation to my charity of choice, which is St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which, you know, I won't go into the full details because I'm making a substantial um, donation to them at the end of this process, which that's going to be the biggest surprise. So I'm not going to disclose that at this moment. But this is one artistic form morphing into a, a different expression. It's one thing for me to record and release the record. It's another thing for a school to process the data on behalf of the World's Guinness Book of Records to raise money for the less fortunate alumni. That's my way of saying thank you because I take this opportunity as the blessing that it truly is. That's step one. Okay? Yes, I need the data points, for World's Guinness Book of Records. But I appreciate the fact that these alumni are pursuing their dreams, just like I'm pursuing my dreams when I create the music. So that's expression number one. Expression number two, how about I reach out to all the art schools and we turn these songs into some type of animation Maybe still shot animation, like pixels and frames. Maybe motion picture animation, as in a short film, for every single song. Following the same process, the data points are referred back to for World's Guinness Book of Records. We create an event, a gala, you know, a fundraiser. All this money goes back to the school, the program, the teachers, the same students, and especially the less fortunate that are unable to, you know, cover certain expenses, etc. As a matter of fact, some of the benefits can go directly to each one of the students. So now we have the original song. We have the master digital version being showcased at this event by the audio production and master in engineering school. Now we have a art school that's creating art, still shots of the actual songs. They're creating a whole art collection, however they want to execute it, whether it's in apparel. Let's say I go to a fashion company and they build apparel with the lyrics printed on the clothing. They create an event. We raise money for their school and for their programs and for their less fortunate alumni. Um, We can have a school that focuses on literacy, right, like literature and turn it into poetry and write books and magazines. They can be digital, okay? At this event, you'll have the song. You'll have beautiful paintings and sculptures of the music. You'll have apparel, the clothing with the lyrics printed on it let's say from a fashion school maybe we can put together a series or a play where people that are in a drama school can act out some of the lyrics in like an opera setting the list goes on and on for every single song we have 2500 plus songs this massive event brings together all of the arts All of the arts, whether they're visual, audio, interactive, um, through literature, through paintings, through motion pictures, all these things are interconnected. All these events are interconnected. And all the money that is raised becomes this beautiful art expo that can be a traveling show, not only the United States, but all over the world, because No such project exists at this moment. And I'm spearheading this movement. And all of this money will go right back to these students. And on top of that, a portion is donated to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And then I get to make the highest contribution, which is the final surprise in the end. I want nothing in exchange or in return. My focus is to give back to the arts communities. So I start looking online. Guess what? I find about 35 to 40, 45 schools. Remember, I need every educational institution to process between 50 and 100 records. I look into schools for music alone. There's 15 to 20. I look into fashion art schools. 15 to 20, drama schools, 15 to 20. So then I realized all I need to do is have a standardized um, proposal that can be in audio format, visual format, and in a written format. I can reach out to every single school and get as many people on board as possible. Have a window, a time frame to you know showcase all of these things host all these events let's say in a march madness style theme you know maybe the whole month of march and process all these data points and then submit all of this completed data to world's Guinness, and let them take their time but in the meantime from the moment that they verify and certify everything, starting now, right? From, from now until that moment, these art galleries can be showcasing events to bring awareness to the arts communities, but most importantly, to raise money for those students. So this is the gift that keeps on giving because as an artist, not only are the right people you know, going to be a part of it, but they're going to be able to enjoy the music first and say, you know what? I was a small part of this huge thing. And every component is just as important as the next because we're all one community. We're all one. I'll give you an example for the psychology series. Yesterday I was at home, and I'm looking at these beautiful videos that i have of dubai right so i'm mentally revisiting these memories of dubai right and i'm drinking a bud light and i realized that everything in the universe is a part of me and we are both one and the same it wasn't by coincidence that every building or structure Every body of water, whether it was organic, natural, or man-made, resembled all the construction in the beer can of the beer that I was drinking. Meaning, the can is like a electric blue with white and gray shades for the graphics, right? Well, every building that I had in my video was a light blue with shades of black and gray. So... This moment is happening because we've agreed in our universes that this moment would happen. So the same as me establishing this record organically, um, achieving this amazing feat, thinking about a way to connect with my people, and actually doing it makes the whole dynamic function. Think about a, of an art expo between 25 different drama schools. And they each have a play put together that's two to three hours long. And each one is based on the lyrics of that song. This is a physical, artistic expression of what my thoughts were at that moment, frozen in time forever, like an NFT, where I felt what I felt and I expressed what I expressed while recording a song. I'm showcasing the power of music and why I feel so blessed to be in this position. Now, think about walking through the same art gallery, there's beautiful sculptures based on the lyrics and the song. Think about a tech school that can take all this multimedia and have modern displays where you can see some audio, some visual, and maybe some interactive in between. I remember one time as a kid, I I went to the car show and there was a virtual reality race car simulator. And it even had a thing where, where it was sprayed like the burnt rubber smell. And you can smell the grass in, in certain parts of the of the course. And I guess the the headpiece had like these uh scents preloaded into it. And at the time, you know, now probably people would think it's over the top. But at the time it was like something beautiful and amazing. So I just think about these events, and I'm already so happy that all this money. That's generated. Let's say we have this gala, right? And people from the local communities that are able to connect, just go and and watch the opera or the series or the movies or the films, um, for whatever they can donate. What if we make paper pamphlets with the poetry, you know? And again, with the pieces of clothing that have my lyrics on them, those could be auctioned off in different parts of the world because they're part of this event, right? Um one second. <laughs> Whoa, God bless me. So if if I just left it as a record, that would be so one-sided and unmultidimensional. The reason why today's lecture is based on that is because of how farther I can reach because the ultimate goal is to turn each one of these records into a film and for all of these films to connect together even though they're coming from different art schools like if it's film let's say each class works on um three videos or three pieces of film that all connect together let's say they're between 15 and 20 minutes long right Now, that 20-minute segment composed of, let's say, six or seven records connects with the following school's segment of 21 minutes. So now we have 42 minutes. And then that connects with the third school's 21-minute segment. So now we have an hour and three minutes. If we do that with six schools, we have a short film. Or even a a regular length film, if you think about it. Because most movies now are between two and a half to three hours. So we do that with nine schools. Now we have one film. That's a film that could be released as a series for free on public television. Maybe we'll get picked up by PBS. Free. All the money that's generated, go back to PBS. Go back to St. Jude's to give you an example. All these things connect. Maybe we get some type of corporate sponsorship. Maybe a, a, an apparel company like Adidas says, you know what? We want to make your shirts. We want to release a limited edition quantity a version of, let's say, a replica Of one of our shirts like I can already see the the fabric and the actual uh shirts right now you know long story short um it's one of these beautiful things right so now that money could be donated back to the schools and the students and you know whatever programs But it's all the same thing. What about, like I said, sculptures? What about, we could do comic books. We could write books. You know, we can do, uh, you know, anything dealing with, with literature. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of these things basically are a different expression of the same thoughts or the same words. So to put everything into perspective this is the core idea that i wanted to kind of capture and looking at my counter i'm no longer going to take that chance so let's um let's create another segment we'll be back in a new york minute and welcome back so we don't have what happened yesterday right so as i'm um, sufficing the necessity to have these physical witnesses process the data now i'm creating these art galleries and these art expositions right for whatever is the specialized focus of that school if it's a drama school we turn the song into a play if it's a fashion school we turn the lyrics And the sounds into apparel. If it's a visual school, um, we turn the songs into short films that can have animation or not. That can be expressed through words, characters, symbols, colors, sculptures, possibilities are endless. If it's a school that focuses on abstract art and they want to do physical paintings... Just like we're making physical um, uh, apparel, they can do the same. Whether they want to do sculptures with clay or paintings with, you know, canvas. Or maybe they're sculpting things out of clay or, or potteries and, and, you know, acrylics and, and porcelains. Who knows? doesn't matter. It's all for display verified for Guinness part of a historical moment raising money and awareness for the artistic community and the money is going to a good cause not only am i making a substantial donation to st jude's out of my own everything including the contract that's going to stem from this but the school and these these kids these children are able to benefit actively because Besides whatever events they can host in their own campus, part of these expos can travel all over the world. And these art pieces can be sold or auctioned off for charity. And the students can pick whatever charity. The schools can pick how they, you know, administrate and distribute the funds. All I can do is give an insight of, you know, I want this to go to inner city youth or I want this to go to your less fortunate alumni, or help this core group of people based on whatever the needs are for that university. And this is my way of saying thank you. So when I think about it, I can see the tech school taking some of the video and playing some of the operas and showcasing some of the literature and some of the sculptures and the entire recording and filming process, meaning a documentary of the behind-the-scenes documentary and all the people involved in a display that may have a touchscreen, may have interactivity, interconnectivity, maybe it has an app that you can download. And again, who would think that a tech school would be part of something that deals with the arts? But those films, those animations... Those sculptures can be shared on an SD card through a, a JPEG file or a MIDI file that's compressed. These could become NFTs that are available to the world to be showcased all over the world. Like downtown displays, you know, you put everything in a video or a film that people can watch as they walk past it. And maybe through an app, connect online and hear the audio and visual. And the movies can play continuously throughout the days for a few months. And no matter where people are on the city, they can connect to the audio on the Internet. So as they travel through a city or a town, they can see different displays and enjoy the film physically. Like every city has a downtown. Every city has an arts district. Why not bring all that shit together from the metaverse to the physical world? Like, this is some fucking next level shit. This is some shit that every school that I hit up is like, yo, would you be interested? It's not just the fucking money. It's that this shit is going to be epic and historic. And it's not limited to a demographic. I can do this in Central America as much as I can do it in Europe, as much as I can do it in America and Canada and abroad. This opportunity is available for everybody. And had it not been for my music, I wouldn't be able to do this. So I can see the displays that can be teared down and, and, you know, sent all over the world. I can see corporate jumping on this at every aspect. Maybe corporate campaign to bring the display from New York to Miami and from Miami to New Orleans, and from New Orleans to Texas, and from Texas to California, and from California to Las Vegas. You understand what I'm saying? They don't have to sponsor anything directly. Maybe a company that is raising awareness for cancer, maybe they they can chip in and, and, and we can license the lyrics for them to make their own shirts and raise money for their own cause. What a fucking way to launch 2023. Not to mention the fact that I would perform live at each one of these venues. It doesn't have to be one centralized place. So what I like is the fact that in one market, I have 45 different film schools. I have 25 different audio production schools. I have 15 art schools that deal with fashion. I have 15 art schools that deal with drama. And I have 20 schools that focus on literature, journalism, you know, everything that that is writing. So, the possibilities are endless. And every school can have their own expression. Whatever school is tasked with processing the data of my catalog can choose to reproduce the catalog in any way, shape, or form. The same way we make apparel, we can make merchandise, we can do oil-on-canvas paintings, we could do digital arts and NFTs. I could get a digital art school to work on some unique NFTs. And they could be in charge of making unique NFTs for every educational institution. And I can build them their own site to sell those NFTs as a way to raise money and awareness for the technology. So the more I think about it, it's similar to going through the catalog and thinking about all the records that are established. The more that I think about it, the more that I'm like, wait a minute, there's so many opportunities. So this is why I didn't want to go into yesterday's lecture, even though I promise in the next few weeks we're going we're gonna to fully disclose everything that we spoke about yesterday that we sadly lost. And it's not really Anchor's fault, but whoever's hosting their site and their apps needs to work on that shit. I don't know why there's a limitation because if you can have so many segments, why are you putting a limitation on it, you know? So, I think for today, we have climbed the mountain of success. Our aim is to taste success on a daily basis. And this is the core of what I wanted to convey to you guys. So, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and riding along this journey thus far because so many more ideas stemmed from this lecture in this conversation. So many more ideas are being born because now I can look back and reflect myself on all of the amazing benefits that this is going to have. Meaning, there's an opportunity for me To be able to connect a hundred different schools in just one place for one cause. To not only have a platform to showcase the arts, but also increase awareness while putting the money together to help these programs because the arts community, sometimes we can be shunned or kind of placed aside and not really prioritized, when the reality is very, you know, very grim that we do need more help because I think the world can be a better place if people are able to connect with each other and express themselves more artistically. Where if you're upset about a situation, you could create a beautiful painting that can, you know, generate the cash flow you may need to contribute to the solution of the situation instead of having a negative connotation and doing something that could, you know, potentially harm you or put people in harm's way. So the more we incorporate this into our youth, the more that they know that there's an avenue for them, the easier it is for them to transition into that artistic lane, because how many kids are really spoken to between you know age five where they start preschool and pre-kinder to let's say seven for eighth grade? How many of them are encouraged? Like you know you know you could be an artist, you know you could be a writer, you know you could be a digital programmer, you know you could work on film and you could work on art. like. You know, people are encouraged to do other things, you know, study the law, study engineering, study medicine, study business. You know, not many people are encouraged to say, you know, you could be a writer. You know, my fifth grade teacher told me one day I would be a great writer. And I believed it wholeheartedly. I've never forgot those words because I felt the love from Miss Cassandra. Laurie Cassandra was my fifth grade teacher. And... I never knew that sometimes God gives you things in his own way. Like, I'm a writer, but my biggest literature has come from audio recordings, from music. So I'm a writer, but I write with my words, not with a pen. I'm ri- I'm a writer because I'm inspired by certain things of my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm able to express it in a way where other people can listen to it and connect with it. And understand and relate. And then maybe it inspires them to express themselves. So I leave you with that. I feel fucking great that I was able to capture these, these thoughts. Now I, the, the master, get to become the alumni and the student and get the greatest lesson of all. Because now I get to review my own podcast, and sit back in amazement like, you know what's cool? I was able to capture this thought and share it with the world. So we want to thank you once again for tuning in to the VR1NFT podcast. Um, May you have a wonderful day today. May you conquer everything that's in your path. May you reach all of your goals. And may everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always remember to dream big. Because dreams come true, it happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you on the next one. And God bless.